Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Cabinet today will discuss proposals around a referendum on the right to housing. And the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien, is to brief his Cabinet colleagues that the Housing Commission will establish a referendum subcommittee to consider the constitutional issues and propose the appropriate wording for an amendment to the Constitution of Ireland. Uh, As the Irish Examiner reported, the Housing Commission was previously established to fulfil a core commitment in the programme for government to examine issues such as tenure, standards, sustainability and quality of life issues in the provision of housing and will consider long-term housing policies for 2030. Now, the Housing Commission was also tasked with bringing forward proposals for a referendum on housing. And uh, Mr O'Brien previously said that the government needs to take a more strategic view on all aspects of housing and deal with the fundamental challenges which exists in the sector. Now, let's be clear about this. I don't think anywhere in the world you have a right to a house or housing. Currently, under the Irish Constitution, you have a right to shelter. That's why, you know, when people lose their homes or find themselves down the luck, the government will provide a HAP scheme, uh, which is a rent, essentially, to you know help you and assist you to get somewhere, a roof over your head. Or in worst case scenario where they don't have somewhere to send you or for whatever reason you can't seem to get yourself somewhere and for them to help you pay for it, uh, they will provide you even with a hotel room to keep you in out of the bad weather. Now, I know there are people homeless on the streets before you start shouting in, texting in. But sadly, people who are homeless on the streets, not all, but many of them have other issues going on in their lives as well. But generally speaking, we live in a country where generally speaking, you will not sleep on the streets in comparison to other countries around the world when we look around the world. So we have it reasonably good here when it comes to housing. You might not think that, but we do. But you don't have a right to a house. In most countries around the world, by the way, there isn't this, uh, I suppose, obsession with owning a home. Ireland and the UK, and maybe America to some degree, have an obsession. Most European countries, they're renters anyway. We have an obsession with owning our own homes. But do you believe you should have a right to own your own home, even if you don't have the money? Because I think that takes away, I suppose, people's ability to want to work hard to get something better. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in other words, that if you have social housing and you want to live in a leafy suburb and you want a a bigger house, well, then you've got to work hard to get out of that system to buy yourself something. So it, it creates ambition. But if you have this idea that, look, sure, no matter what you do in life, we're going to give you a gaff, Well, then, sure, I might as well just walk out the door here now and do nothing. Collect the dole, get a house. Why not, sure? So what's, where's the ambition? Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you believe it's, a right, it's the right thing to do. Maybe you think it is the fault of the government, uh, and that including this is, the, or this is the Constitution would mean, in this particular Constitution, would mean the government need to make provisions for housing in budgets and take more responsibility for people and to make sure they actually have a house. Uh, I don't know what you think. Is it a case that you believe that people need not to feel entitled to a house and need to understand that owning a house is hard work and you you need to work hard to keep it as well, by the way, until it's fully paid for, of course, because you don't own it, the bank owns it until you pay for it. Uh, The number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. Put yourself in a situation. You're there in the polling station in a year's time. It could be a year's time. And... There's a referendum. And the question is, do you should believe we should change the Constitution? I don't know what the exact wording would be, but it would be that everybody has the right to own a home. In other words, no matter what your financial circumstances are, what your abilities are, you have the right to own a home. 
Do you believe that should be in our constitution? Are you going to vote yes or no? Remembering that already in our constitution, you do have a right to shelter. So, you know, sleeping out on the streets is not an option. It does happen, I know, before you start questioning that. But generally speaking, it's not an option. So the number is 87 8 Do you believe everybody has the right to a house? You're going to vote yes or no? Let's take a little vote by poll here, by text and WhatsApp at 87 8 What are you going to put in that polling booth? What are you going to put down? Yes, you should change the constitution to give everybody a house. Or no, you believe that, look, hard work gets you a nice house. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do it now. Let me go to Alan. Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Alan? I'm good, Nigel. Uh, there is two sides to this argument, and I understand the two sides because some people will never have the ability to own their own home. But, I mean, should it be a constitutional right? Uh, no. So for people who can't afford to own their own home, that's what we have social housing for. Um, mm. But we should not have the right, the right to shelter in the Constitution. We don't need to put the right to a house. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. So 20 of the 27 EU countries don't have this. There's only in seven countries. I think worldwide, 80 countries in the world that have such things in their constitution. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we stay away from this guaranteeing people or giving them a right to a house. Okay, so g- give, me, give me the disadvantages of it in your eyes, the disadvantages of a right to own a home. Well, it, it takes away from people going and getting a job and actually wanting to develop themselves and to move up in the world. Because if you're given everything for free, and you know this, if you give something for free, you, know, you don't look after it. And we've seen that in social housing where people's houses are destroyed because it's not their house. So in, other, that's, words, that's, in other words, the more you pay for something, the more valuable it is to you and the more you're going to look after it. And by the way, landlords have said this as well in the past. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I, I think there is evidence to suggest that, you know, it's human nature that if you don't pay for something, you probably look after it less. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but certainly... You're better off put, putting our energy into going out, building more social housing, more affordable housing, going after building costs mm-hmm. and taxes and everything else and... and, and developers ripping people off and vulture funds. That's where we need to put our energy into not just this nonsense of, of stroke with pain, guarantee everyone a house and away you go because there's going to have dire consequences as the housing crisis gets worse as we go forward. And more people come into the country because all of a sudden now they're thinking they're entitled to a house as well. Yeah. I would actually like to see a full review of our current, so, current social housing stuff to go through every house, who's in it, and stop this thing where couples have multiple social houses and people think that doesn't happen. It does happen. Of course it does happen. I've seen, so I, I seen what was pointed out to me on Facebook recently was uh, a girl who had two children and she had applied for social housing. She got her social housing. She then moved back into her mother's and rented out the house, the house that was given to her by the state. On yeah, a, and, and she that, was renting it out on Airbnb. Yeah, and that needs to be stopped. So I guarantee you, if we were to go through house by house by house, You'd be surprised how many houses, social houses will become available because people know they're going to get caught out. Well, I mean, look, I've, t- I've talked to Carl Dieter before in relation to the, the biggest problem we have. The biggest problem we have is we have, you know, two people living in a four-bed house or we have five people living in a two-bed house. We have, it's badly organised. In other words, there are people out there, for example, in social housing, might be on their own even, in a three-bed house because other people have passed away or moved out or kids yep. have moved out. That's unnecessary. Now, if I, if I don't pay my mortgage, the bank wouldn't be too long about coming after it, right? But it seems to be that people in social housing don't seem, seem think they can do whatever they want and not be checked up on because it's against their rights. And, the, and, the, and the other problem they have with social housing currently at the moment is people are not paying the rent. That's it. So I, I do think better than going through this process of giving guarantee everyone a house is go through all the social housing we have and deal with the people who are, who are pulling fast ones. I guarantee you will see the amount of housing that come available will probably shock people. 
Well, I was, I was quite shocked when I looked at the figures of the amount of arrears that arose to Dublin City Council and all the different councils around the country. I think it was 25 million alone just to Dublin City Council. And in one particular case, somebody had owed 27,000 in rent arrears. There was only two cases actually taken to court because that's how slow they are to bring people to court. Yeah, and, and, and just before the court case, the person who owed the 26,000 managed to produce the money. Now, answer me, where does somebody who is in social housing get 26,000 euro? But we also need to deny people who are in arrears in, in, in mortgages where we need to start re- repossessing houses quicker as well. That's the thing that needs to happen. It's an unfortunate thing, but it needs to happen as well. Yeah, I'm looking at some of our texts, by the way, coming in. Somebody said, absolutely not. I think it's a ridiculous notion. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm quite surprised, actually, that the majority of people texting in are saying, absolutely no way. Uh, it will turn people... So we've got plenty of plenty of jobs in this country at the moment, right, where people can actually go and get a job, but people choose not to because it's so easy to get the door in this country and sit in your arse. Well, well, stay there for a second. I want to go to Martin as well because he believes oh, I'm yeah. missing... Stay there, Alan. Martin believes I'm missing the point, I think. Uh, Martin, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Martin? Not too bad, Niall. OK, um, you think I'm missing the point of it? Yeah, you used the word there, a right to own a home. I don't think this is about a right to own a home. This is about a right to actually having a base... Somewhere you can call home. The baseline. Somewhere you can call home. I mean, at the moment... But is that, is that, not, the same, is that not the same thing? Because it's guaranteeing no, you that home you, for you, life. Yeah, but you can rent a home. You, you, you can, but then again, then again, look at what society is doing at the moment to, its, to itself in not, in not aiding and abetting, uh, you know, a baseline of, 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 a, of a modicum of an income that you can afford to actually own your own home. And yeah, and there, are, there are those that are, you know, in any century will we'll, we'll scam a system uh, you know but then again you've got a big huge middle band of people who are just struggling day to day to get off and I agree with you and I agree with you but there's yeah, different yeah. ways of dealing with that problem that, yeah, that problem are, can be are. dealt with in many different ways rather than you know changing the constitution yeah, yeah, to give but, everyone a right but, to a home yeah but th- this business with the constitution is, in di- is, a, is a direct response to basically what we've got as a, as, as a, as a government that's in cahoots let me give you one problem that Alan has outlined. Everybody up. Yeah, but Alan has outlined there's multitudes of problems, right? And we talked about, you know, sort of one person living in a three-bed house in social housing, for example. That's a waste, all right? But, right, yeah, but, yeah, but the other problem we have is, right, so you've got a HAP scheme which is costing something like £25 million a month in Dublin alone, right? Yeah. And what you have is landlords making a huge amount of money on HAP's game, up to 1800 yeah. quid, 2000 actually, in some areas in Dublin, they'll pay on HAP, right? And yeah. many of the people, not all, but many of the people on HAP are unemployed. And yeah. some are terminally unemployed, right? Yeah. There is no need for them to live in a city. There's no Absolutely. need for them to live beside, you know, a workplace because they don't have a workplace. There are many yeah. places outside Dublin which would be far cheaper for the, the state to provide housing for them and, you know, and to set up schools and set up, you know, local communities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But we're not doing that. We're no, piling we're everybody into to four areas of the country, which is Dublin, Limerick, Cork and Galway, and we're yeah. piling them all in there. Yeah, the thing is, is that, you know, Dublin, Limerick and Galway also requires a certain volume of low-paid and unskilled workers, right? This is why in places like the UK, back in the sort of early 19th century, they built lots of municipal corporation houses, basically so that they could have workers who were, you know, effective and, and, and competitive workers, low-paid workers, in the cities, so they could actually clean the office buildings, work in the hospitals, do all the necessary service jobs that function, that keep a city functioning. You know, and, and basically what we're doing is driving people out of the cities because of the cost of, of, of housing 
But, but does it not, as Alan rightly points out, does it, when you have a situation where you have a right to somewhere to call home, and let's clarify it from the point of view you're making, does that not take away the ambition? Yeah, there is a, there is a break point, and I, and I agree with, with this, that you need some stimulus that gets people motivated. But then again, you've got a situation that people lose their motivation when they can't see a way forward, a way forward in life. They, lose, they get into a poverty trap. Their head goes into a poverty trap. They can't see a way forward. And then they end up getting further. It's a spiral, and then they're getting homeless. And then they can't see the way of getting out of homelessness. So you end up, you need a base level. You need a, 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 a you know. Well, when you say a base level, what's your base level? A three-bed, semi-desired house? No, no, it isn't. Of course it isn't. A base level is somewhere where you, you, you've got, you know, good shelter. It's what? not, you don't have to ring up at four in the, in the afternoon. Yeah, but is it, yeah, but is it the state's responsibility, say, if Mary and Johnny with two kids are provided with a council house, three-bed council house, right? And then Mary and Johnny decide to have another baby. And they know they want, they, they now require a four bed house because kids can't be living in the same bedroom or sleeping in the same bedrooms allegedly nowadays, although we did it in our day, didn't Megan? No, I, we, I did it in my day. Yeah, as well. okay. My but do, do the state have a burden of responsibility now to Mary and Johnny if they're constantly increasing the size of their family to provide them with new homes? No. And this is, well, but, this that, but that's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, no, it isn't what we're saying. That's what, what we're, we're doing that, currently. No, no, it, 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 again, it's one of attitude. We're saying we, you, we, the state provides a base level. You know, we've got plenty of examples of what base levels should be. You know, we're intelligent enough to, to say, you know, uh, bunk up, you know, and, 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 and that's it. You know, you've got, I mean, some of the sizes of the, the council houses in the UK are incredibly small. And yet, you know, five or six kids grew up in them. Yeah, well, seemingly we're not allowed to do that anymore, Martin. No, well, I mean, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Alan. Go no, so, so we, we do have a base level. It's called social housing that people get at, at a reasonable rate. That's, yeah, that's but you the wait base level. You, you wait ten years for that kind of carry. Yeah, but, but, so, but I mean, but this is like broken there. down completely. We have a Your broken problem. down system. Well, 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 hang, well, hang on, well, hang on a second, Martin. You may be waiting 10 years, depending on priority, if you've got kids, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? You go on a priority list. But you may be waiting 10 years, and most people are not waiting 10 years. If you're a single man, uh, you know, with no priorities, you're probably going to wait that long. But in the interim, yeah, that exactly. 10 years, you're not... Well, hang on, Martin, in the interim of that 10 years, you're not sleeping on the streets. The government are giving you, if you're living in Dublin, for example, or certain parts of Dublin, €2,200 to rent somewhere. So, yeah, uh, so we are actually giving you somewhere to live in the yeah. interim period. But, but the, the, the way in which they engineered, I mean, the, the engineer society, the, the governments, and they've engineered it in a way which, you know, your, your money that we, should have been spent on building, you know, good, a good solid base of social housing has gone into filling landlords' pockets. They've abdicated their responsibility of building a social structure to, to, to feed... Well, that's because sometimes it's not physically possible. We don't have a magic wand to, to produce all this construction industry to build these houses. No, no, no. you can go to Europe and get yourself a, 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 a development grant for, for infrastructure. The, the money is there. Okay, sorry, Alan, you want to say something to Martin? Right, so we're, we're, we're saying, right, uh, Martin, it takes 10 years to get a social house, right? Again, it goes back to the simple problem. We have people in social housing who shouldn't be in social housing, right? We have couples who have multiple social houses because they wouldn't have met each other, one person in social housing, two person in social housing. Our failure, our failure to go and check all this out because we don't want to be seen to be doing something we shouldn't be doing against people who are going to be saying they're, they're, they're mm. going through bad times. Well, this is the case with everyone, right? People who are going through bad, bad times should, should, without doubt, 100% be looked after, right? But mm. unfortunately, 
unfortunately, we do have people, take, people taking the piss, is what you're saying, Alan. Country, yeah. yeah, a massive amount of chancers in this country, a disproportionate amount of chancers in this country. Uh, it's about time there are someone in our, in our government who, who scrolls the backbone and actually looks into this rather than worrying about the next four years when they might get elected or not re elected. I mean, just to give you one example, Martin, I had a fellow on the air there last year, last year, the year before, I'm losing track of time because of COVID. But anyway, he had been separated from his wife. He had three kids, right? Separated from his wife. I don't know what he did, had an affair or something. I couldn't tell you. Anyway, she's living in social housing, as he was with her. And mm-hmm. when he separated from her, he then went to the council looking for a three-bed house. Because I said, why do you need a three-bed house? He said, so the kids can come and visit me and stay over. And I said... Why is it the state's responsibility when your marriage broke down? That's not everybody else's problem. You should have been married, and you should have stayed married. If your marriage breaks down, that's your problem. You've got to deal with that. Yeah, well, you know... Work uh, it out uh, with your missus. Exactly. I'll come back to the the baseline again. You know, if you establish the baseline that nobody's going to be, you know, as I say, on on the streets, uh, you know, having to ring up at four every, every afternoon, that, to, to find out whether they've got a bed for the night. You know, if, if you Martin, go, that's the worst case scenario, and you know it, and there's very few people in this country in that situation. Can't, we can only work from that and work upwards. Can't yeah, we? but there's very few you people know, in that situation. You have to start somewhere. So start on the bottom level and work up. Martin, I, I, we've had the people on the air, sure, going back a while ago there, the woman in Tala, six kids living in a car, right? Yeah, but, uh, but, and here, but hold on. That, that, you know, individuals like this will always make it, get, make it into the media. And you will find when you look a little bit deeper, they've been yeah. offered housing or they've been offered this, but it's not near their mother or it's not in their area yeah. or it's not here or it's not there. You know, we had one woman on the air with us there a while ago. She had a house, a lovely house, I believe, up in Clara Galway, but she wanted a house in Cork. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Makes the, yeah, and this stuff makes the headlines and really craps it up for the, for the big swathe of population that's struggling. But you'll find in most of those circumstances of the, sob, the really sob stories, and there is some genuine sob stories, don't get me wrong, but in most yeah. of them, there's a backstory. You yeah, know? but like I'm saying, just start from the base level, and we all know where that base level is, and work up. What we yeah, have at the moment is a trickle-down trickle economy it's only suiting one one sector of society, and obviously Green and Gale. And I'm not disagreeing. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, Martin. And there, but there are always going to be people, sadly, who fall through the cracks of society. Always going to be. And I'm not suggesting that doesn't happen or those people aren't out there. But generally speaking, Martin, I think you would agree. We live in a country where we have a generous social welfare system. It's reasonably generous. Ah, but, uh, on the on the on, other hand, come on, we, we, we waste a huge we waste a huge amount of money. And we also live in, a, in an economy that's one of the dearest economies in Europe to live in. So, you know, what you think is a generous um, supply of money to, to the home. I, uh, you know, I understand. And when, when we talk about middle class and we talk about young people trying to get into housing, I agree with what Alan is saying. We need to sort things out there. But there are other things that we need to sort out. Like, for example, shared ownership would be a wonderful idea for young couples, you know, because they can't afford a €350,000 yeah. house in Dublin. So if they're both working and they can't afford it, well, they're never going to get it. So the government should do shared ownership like we did back in the early part of 2000. Well, the, 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 the basis of getting the housing situation right for, for everybody is to make sure that there's a base level of Absolutely. good social right. housing stock there. And when you have that taken away and the options of those taken away, the market goes feral. Okay, listen, I, I got to take a break. You can keep texting, keep what's happening. The number is 0871 Martin believes it's a good idea. We should have a baseline, certainly when it comes to somewhere to live. Alan believes it just makes it too easy. Hmm. No, Niall, nobody should be just entitled to a house. Do you want to get a house, tell them to get off their arse and go out and get a job and buy a house. 
Don't be sponging off the government and off us taxpayers for all our lives. They're all just wasters. That's all they are. Well, now, not everybody is a sponger. And also, when you say get a job, sometimes people do have a job but can't get onto the housing ladder, particularly if they need to live near their work, if it's a city like Dublin or Cork or Galway or Limerick or whatever it happens to be, because they can't afford it. And that's why I mentioned at the end of Martin that it's up to the government not only to provide some sort of referendum or the right to housing, but to provide other sorts of infrastructures there for young people, say like Ashling or, or Ruth or young couples nowadays who are working but can't afford a home in Dublin. And the way to do that, and I think it's quite simple to be honest with you, and it would reduce overall prices eventually when the demand goes down, is to have a shared ownership scheme whereby the government take over half or buy half the house and you buy the other half, which means you still essentially own the home. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that we could do. Those kind of ideas ideas would make it easier for those who actually are working and are trying hard but just can't afford it but of course we don't have any joined up thinking in this country that's why I think you're going to go for politics that's my next step Ashling. I'm going to go for government I'm running who will I run for I don't know Independent. Uh, the number's 87 188 Would you vote for me? Sarah, you're at Ireland's Classic Hits. Uh, so there you are, Sarah. You're at Referendum Day. You're in the polling station. The government is asking, should we change the ref- or the constitution to allow you the right to have somewhere to call home permanently? In other words, the right to your own home. Are you going to vote yes or no? 100% you should have. Right, okay. It it says on my screen, Sarah believes we have a right to a roof over our heads. And I'm not disagreeing with that, Sarah. You absolutely, you have that already in the Constitution, by the way. You have a right. Yeah, but we don't get that. But we do. No, we don't. Okay, well then tell me who doesn't get that. Where do we get it, right? You grow up in a family home. Yep. You hit a certain age, you have to move out. Yep. You go to the council. Yep. Put your name to the council list. Uh huh. You're on the list. Well, you don't always go to the council. Some people would have a job and buy a house, but that's different. Or they're rent well, somewhere well, or whatever. I'm talking, I know You're talking about people story, who are low income. Right? Yeah. No, no, just hang on to this. Just listen to this, right? Okay. Okay. Right? You're on the list. You're still on the list. You're left waiting on the list. You go and do a course. You get a bit of experience behind your work experience. You go and get a job. Your job pays crap money. You still have to go and rent the place. So you're still on the housing list. Where they on the housing list? Two, three later, you're still on the housing list. You still don't get a council place. The rent is going up. So what do you do? But would it be fair Tell to say? To well, no, 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 no. Right. no, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, you you've asked me a question. I'm to answer for you now. Okay. Well, no, you turned around to bring back what we had back in 2000 and whatever, right? So in 2000, whatever, I went for the affordable housing. The shared ownership, right? shared ownership, yeah. Yeah, well, it was at the county council, right? Yeah. They, whatever. So they offered me something like um, 1,014 to go and buy a house, right? One bed. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went and I looked. There was a place in Sorts, I'm not going to name it. They're still there. And I went up and it was a little shacket of a yoke. It was a horrible one bed, right? But beggars can't be choosers. So I says to myself, right, I'll go with that. So there was a little, he used an apartment there to go and talk to these banks of what you needed to put down and what you needed. They were looking for €35,000 off for a deposit. For the shack? For the shack. That I would have been paying back €1,700 a month. Mm. I was already paying over 400 for rent. So tell me how how I could really live with that. 
and I understand everybody and every situation is different, right? And I'm no, not. But no, no, you keep no, saying this, you won't let me answer, Sarah. No, well, I'll okay, tell you why. Go because on, it's a joke, right? Because at the time, right, I was a single person, right? Mm-hmm. I had a council come up to me, I don't, on many occasions, assessing, because I had to move from one apartment to the other, right? I felt so insecure while I was in. And I don't mean like insecure that somebody would come in and attack me and stuff like that. Mm. I felt so insecure in my own life that I could not move on for what I needed to do. I know the feeling. And the job I was in, I didn't get paid. I, like, I wasn't getting paid if I was out sick. And if I was out sick, I wasn't able to pay my rent. And you're talking about a rear. You can't have a raise when you're renting private. But, but, but I Sarah, have anyway. Sarah, everybody's in the same situation, for example, if they get sick, right? That they yeah. can't pay their mortgage or they can't pay their rent, so they have to contact their bank and, you know, put on the poor mouth and all that kind of carry on, right? So everybody's yeah. in that same situation. Now, in relation to what you're talking about, I'm not disagreeing with you. We need to shorten the housing list, right? That's, and people are waiting 10 years. Genuine cases are waiting no, a long time. Listen, not, I'm I'm seven 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 years, are you, are you going to let me finish what I'm saying? Well, come on, say it. Because it's really so frustrating. No, I know. Like, I know how it's frustrating. And there is people out there. Sarah, okay, let me, let me level with you here. Okay, You're okay, saying to me, I don't have a clue, right? And you right. talked about not being able to move on and that insecurity. And you're saying, mm. I don't have a clue. I'm currently mm. living in the NS, uh, cheap hotel. Okay. Because I can't afford to live somewhere else. I, I did yeah. for years pay for a house yeah. and got a mortgage. But sadly, I went through a divorce. Well, I've and, and, okay, so my I, brother is in this So I know, I know how you feel. Okay. Is. But now, the point I'm, I want to make to you, right is, right, is that during the time when you're waiting, and yes, we need to arrest the problem of why there's so many people on the housing list, we do need to build more social housing. But we could have more social housing available if, like Alan said earlier on, we went out and we assessed social housing properly. And we didn't have one person living in a three-bedroom house. Or we didn't have, sadly, five people living in a two-bedroom house. And it was but giving, no, it, divvied it up properly. But here, like but here, Sarah, they're doing a bad job. I'm not suggesting they're not, right? But no, while Sarah just... is waiting for her house, here and people well, like Sarah, right... We do have, more than many other countries in the world, we have assistance for people to rent. And we have money that we give to people for rent. We have family income supplements that we give to people who don't earn enough money. We have right, all no, those things. Listen, I was through the border. I couldn't. I was borderline. I went, I mean, borderline. But I was, like, in between a rock and a hard place because mm. my wages wasn't that high. Yeah. I couldn't go. Like, and the bank fared, the bank turned around and go, you can go and get, it. like, with the sociable, affordable housing, right? Yeah. They says to me, right, that the class that your rent has savings, right? That yeah. was part of the deal. I have to get on to that, right? Yeah. But then, right, I had to go then, if I wanted to buy a house, I then had to go borrow another 35000 right? So I had to borrow then another, say, 35000 on top of paying 1700 a month. No, that's not which and that's, and that's impossible. That's yeah, that's impossible. So, as a single person, but I agree with you, Sarah. But that doesn't mean we have to change the constitution. We need to fix those problems. And what we should be doing, in your case, is making housing more affordable, right? And also, you shouldn't have to be looking for thirty-five thousand euro deposits because that's a ridiculous thing to have to be asked people for. Your average person can't afford to save that much money, particularly when they're renting, right? So, what we need to do is go back to what we did during the Celtic Tiger to some degree. I don't want to repeat the Celtic Tiger, but we go in there and we say, Sarah, there's a nice house there for three hundred grand. I'll tell you what, we're going to give it to you for one hundred and fifty thousand. 
we'll pay the other half, the state, and when you get to the end of your 24-year term in your mortgage, then we come to some arrangement, right? Uh, wait, yeah, wait, you can, but you can pay that. rent. But, th- but that's what we need to go back to doing. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, but Niles, they'll never do that, like, because they're they greedy did do and it. it's all about money. But they, they did, did do it for years. We did it for years yeah, in this Niall, country. Niles, I went through it. I went to look. They actually offered, right, there was a house cheaper going in Balbriggan, right? And I actually went up and I said, right, I'll go for this one. And then when I went in, they turned around and said, um, we can't give 100% mortgages. And I said, well, listen, you are after offering me over 114000 to go for a house. And this is a place that's gone for 90 in Balbriggan. What, what like, no, I, common I, sense. I see, well, we are actually agreeing with each other, Sarah. I agree with you. There's a million problems when it comes to housing. No, but, no, it's but, 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 but signing off the Constitution and changing the Constitution to give everybody no. that right is not Listen, the answer. I, I'm telling you, I had to leave a job that I loved for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I had, I know I'm very noisy. Sorry, hon. But right, what Jeez, I had to who do you ta- Was that me you're talking to? <laughs> no, that, that was my husband. He's up there trying to do a bit of work. Is he shouting? Um, no, he's not. He, he actually is doing, he works on radio. And I know, I know. Supposed to be recording that, blah, 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 blah. But wait, now, right, it's not fair for me, man. I hope right? you listen to him on the radio too, do you? Well, I do sometimes, but I love your show. So <laughs> oh, he does always say to me, go and have a talk right now. <laughs> but listen, Niall, right? Right, after so long, I was in that job I loved so long, right? Yeah. And ended up, right, and I had to go and borrow money off friends to buy my house outright where I am. Now, I'm living in Cavan, right? Now, I know I had the privilege of doing that. I still have to pay back every month because I had to borrow the money. And I do empathise with you, Sarah. I do. But, but it takes a huge part of who you are, your personality. I know, I know. I love Ballymun. I was born and reared in Ballymun. I couldn't even afford to buy a house in Ballymun. Now, my husband, he lives in Scarry's. I wouldn't even get a blink of an eye even if I buy a house <laughs> yeah, yeah. in I know Scarry's got very expensive up around that area now because it's part of Dublin technically now. But stay there for a second, Sarah. The, Robbie, the would, count? No, hang on, hang on, Sarah, just for a second, because I want to bring Robbie in as well. Because I had no children. Oh, and I know that helps, but your priority. Sorry, Robbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. Now, Robbie, I see a million problems where Sarah is concerned, and I understand all the problems in the housing market, and I have answers. I genuinely do for all of them. But is changing the Constitution the answer? No, and I don't think he will, to be honest with you, Noel. I think he will will polish the, the old clause in the Constitution. But uh, I can't, there's not a chance in hell that the government are going to put in a right to housing. But that's what they're suggesting, isn't it? That's what, that's what the likes yeah. of the Social Democrats and People Before Profit and all these other people yeah, want in there. but they're not in government, though, you know. And Sinn Féin, I think, actually. Yeah, uh, but they're not in government. And the government are going to, as you had, the first thing you said earlier on was Dara O'Brien is going to um, get the warning correct before he presents it to government. So... Um, I, I don't see him putting the clause there to say, yes, that housing is going to be a right, as in people should be getting the house. Because, I mean, look... As, as well, it's the right to somewhere to call home, isn't that? Isn't yeah. that the kind but, of yeah, wording and, and, they're looking for? Yeah, and, and they, might, they might put that in as the wording instead of shelter. Yeah, but how do, you de- how do you define the right to somewhere you call home? That's really the right to a house, isn't it? Yeah, again, as I say, we'll we'll have to kind of wait and see what kind of which way he wards it. But I I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna put a wording out there to say yes. I think that the right of a house to every citizen in Ireland is gonna win the contest. There's not a chance in hell he's gonna do that because for no, one, you, you couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah, you could 
you couldn't do that. But I mean, of all the points that are coming up, yes, there, there are so many different And problems. Sarah makes some great points. I'm not, disag- I think, I'm not disagreeing with her. No, no, look, I, you, there's, there's everybody that, that's going to have both sides of the story and you're not going to disagree with everybody and you're not going to agree with everybody in full. Now, one thing I will point out is that the misnomer that everybody in social housing doesn't work is an absolute fallacy. No, absolutely, but some are on low income, etc. Yeah, yeah some are on low incomes. And see, the, the problem there is that you've got people who are getting social housing and then you've got people who are buying private houses and they're being looked after in a sense. Now, I'm in the private house myself and yes, the mortgage, you're paying the mortgage for your 30 years or whatever and it's a massive, massive thing that comes out of your pocket. My mother used to call them the purchased homes. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. we lived in council housing, right? In Edenmore. I mean, mother used to say, oh, that's Mrs. Murphy. She lives around the purchased houses around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 came, I came from the social housing in Brumland myself, you know. Yeah. But, but the problem is that, and it, it's mentioned every now and again, but it's not mentioned enough, and it's the affordable housing section. See, what, what's happening here is that we have people, as I say, who are buying the private homes. We have people who are getting the social homes who are working and who are not working. But you've also got Noel and Ashley, Ashling, who are in the middle, right? Noel drives a forklift and Ashling works on the checkouts in Tesco's. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. They're both two very good jobs. But oh, both I'd love to drive a forklift. Go on, no, yeah. But what, yeah, but the point is here is that both of them are doing jobs, working full-time, breaking their backs, trying to get a house. They go looking for the social house. Sorry, you're earning too much. They're going looking for the private house. Sorry, you're, you're not earning, earning too enough. little. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, the problem, and the other problem is... Well, I mean, by the way, just on that note, somebody just texted and said they, they have 375,000 and they can't find a house in Swords. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 375, that's nearly 400 grand and they can't find a house in feckin' yeah. Swords, like, for God's sake. But, like, I mean, the, the, other, the other thing there as well is that if they, if they, if they build an affordable house, the most affordable housing that they want to talk about building is going to be on state land. So basically what that means is you don't have to buy the land so it reduces the price of the house down. Now, it's not just as simple as that, but that's one way around doing it. But the thing is that I've, I've spoke to so many people um, through work and through um, social, socialising that they're paying 1,700 euros a month rent, say, for instance. And when they go to the bank and they're looking to buy the house and the mortgage is coming in at 1250 the bank is not cleared them for the mortgage, even though they're saying to the bank, here, looking for the last seven years of being paying seven eight hundred euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But I think. But banks are very cautious at the moment because they don't want to repeat a two thousand and seven. You know what I mean? So they are being yeah, cautious. Yeah, and it's understandable. And I don't agree um, that that lady there. I think her name is. I, Sarah. I, I, I don't agree with one hundred percent mortgage share to myself. That's for sure. Because um, it just puts people in fact. Oh, I, I actually, I do agree with 100% mortgages uh, to a degree. Now, it would have to be, there has to be a strict criteria to it that you show you have the ability to save, etc., etc. No, no, I mean, some people can just can't trump up the capital of 30,000 uh, deposit. And the other thing that we have to talk about as well is, and, and I, I agree with the person who can't find the house and starts for 375,000, we have to look at a situation where people are working, they don't qualify for social housing, and they can't get a house because they're unaffordable. The reason they're unaffordable is yeah. it's, it's simple. It's the simple process of supply and demand. But if we didn't have loads of people who weren't working, and there are a lot of people who aren't working, I'm talking about, in social housing, who are in a city that don't need to be there. That's another problem we need to... Now, I'm not suggesting all people in social housing aren't working, by the way. Some are on low income, etc., etc. But the ones who are not working and who are terminally unemployed, um, they shouldn't be living in a city. They don't need to live in a city. Yeah, but that, that comes back to the point I was making where you say that 
the people who are working and both are working and the houses are unaffordable, which comes back to the point that uh-huh. we, speak, we need to keep mentioning more is affordable housing. And we have to kind of make that point that there are so many people out there, and it's a large cohort of people, let me tell you, that are trying to get onto the housing ladder who are looking for that affordable housing. We would have more affordable housing, again, I go back to, if we actually divvied out houses properly in cities where people who didn't need to be in the cities weren't in cities. Then it would free up housing, in turn, which would reduce prices because of the laws of supply and demand. Sorry, Sarah and Robbie, I'm going to have to cut you a little bit short there because I have to go into a break. The number is 87 8 Lots of your messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp as well. All right, I'll play some of those a little bit later on too. One of the biggest problems with the housing list is people leaving school at 18 and their mother is telling them to go down and pop their name on the housing list to get themselves ready to get their house. It's absolutely ridiculous. You shouldn't be allowed to put your name on a housing list until you have a reason. You certainly shouldn't be allowed to leave school and nearly walk down your bloody uniform and put your name on a housing list. It's absolutely ridiculous. Seems that it's the same generations of families who all have bloody social housing. Can no one give life a shot before we put our names on a housing list? I, I would kind of agree with you. I did have a woman, I remember going back a few years ago, complaining. Her daughter was taken off children's allowance at 18 years of age and she was actually outside the post office or wherever it was, the county council office, talking to me on the phone that she had brought her down to put her on the housing list at 18 years of age. And uh, she was only off children's allowance. And I go, why would you put her on the housing list? Would you not wait to see if she gets a job or goes to college or can afford her own home first before you would actually go and do that? Surely that should be the last. That's... I'm not saying it's a sign of desperation, but you know, you don't you don't apply for help till you actually need it. Anyway, surely she should be living with her mother up until that point. Uh, the number's 87 Peter Dooley is from the Dublin Renters Union. And this is probably one thing myself and Peter probably inherently disagree on. We agree with most of the things. Peter, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Okay, so the right to housing. Now, Dara O'Brien is, is he's kind of looking at the wording and how to word this, probably somewhere in the line of the right to have somewhere to call home. Now, I'm assuming you would agree with that. Well, yeah, fundamentally I'd agree on it, but I think it's, what's more important, I think, is, is immediate legislative change, which would actually practically help people in the here and now. So I think that's what's more important, that I'd be focused on really, rather than looking at something. So the only way to change what's in the here and now is a magic wand, and we don't have no, one. Do, no, so, necessarily, no, I disagree with you fundamentally on that, because there is a lot of issues there we could, we could actually address straight away in terms of the housing crisis, such as end of eviction such as rent freezes, such as issues like that where people... I mean, and I wouldn't disagree with you if the if the evictions are unfair. I, I would completely agree. But there are situations where, you know, eviction is necessary. Do you, I mean, Peter, you don't believe that all evictions are unnecessary. No, well, obviously, there's, there's some cases, obviously, you know, where, you know, if there, if there are serious breaches of uh, tenancy... Mm. I'm not uh, suggesting everybody should be I mean let's take for example in Dublin City Council I remember the figures are somewhere around 27 million is owed in rent arrears some people are years in rent arrears and those people are working and well afforded because one case was taken to court and the person produced 26,000 just before they managed to get to court right so the point is that if you don't set you know a rule and say well look if you don't pay your rent and you can afford to pay it you know, we look at your statements, bank statements, you can afford to pay it. Well, then we're going to have to evict you. So there, there is cases where people have to be evicted at some point, Peter. Just, just to tie into what you were saying. With Life's not free. I know a lot of council tenants. Well, exactly. Everybody wants to pay according to their means. And that's the, that's the way I believe. Absolutely. To pay according to what their means are uh, and income is. But the, the real issue isn't around Dublin City in particular is uh, council tenants in terms of the, the, the quality of housing they're living in. Like a lot of living in Sam, uh, random infested homes, absolutely disgraceful as well. And it is down to the council as well. As we know, like, I'll give you one example, I suppose, you know, Charlton Street in Dublin um, mm-hmm. as well, where it was, there was uh, three blocks of flats there for council tenants for a long number of years. 
the council tenants were essentially forced out through the place being run down. Uh, and now it's all owned by private, there's now a private apartment going up there for 3,000 euros. So it's only 74 of the original council uh, tenants that were there. So again, it's like, it's like highly lucrative to make a lot of money off land and around the city. But Peter, is it, is it, there's a lot of other problems like vacant properties around the country, etc. not being used, right? There's loads of other problems in the city. There's also, you know, we talked to Carl Dieter before about, and I mentioned this in the year a couple of times today, about people, say, for example, one person living in a three-bed council house. That's pointless. You know, we should be sorting all those problems, which would free up a lot of housing. I mean, well, I, I, I think, think go, going to the extreme and putting into our constitution, which is already in the constitution a right to shelter, to put in the constitution that we have a right to home, I think it just opens the floodgates for people to sit in their arse and do nothing. No, not necessarily. The, the, the way you look at a society is based on how it treats, treats most vulnerable, essentially, in terms of civilised society. Because if you look at the right to home as a social good for people in, in society, that can make an economy and society so much better and healthier for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, look at it, countries like Finland, for instance, who introduced the right to housing. Uh, they, they specifically said if people's life or health is in danger, then they have a right to access a home. So basically, unconditionally, they would, they would provide homes for people who are, who are being forced into homelessness through evictions or through uh, marriage breakups or any other issue, Noel. Uh, there's myriad of issues, and it's not a black or white issue. Like there's myriad. Of yeah, but then, well, then, just be, well, then, finally, before you go, give me that one situation that I spoke to somebody last year. Him and his missus broke up. They had three kids. They went separated. They were already in a council house. The two of them, right, with three children, and he was on the air giving out that the council wouldn't give him a second three bed house so his kids can come and visit him at the weekend. Do you think it's society's problem to give him a second? T- so the state should be paying for two houses because of their circumstances. Well, the, the, issue, the issue is, you go back to what, what housing should be and what public housing should be. Like, I've, I've an issue with the sell-off of council housing. I don't think there should be, council housing should be sold off. It should be seen as a public good for people. And the problem is now is that a lot of these council houses now are in the hands of private landlords. Now, like up in the areas like Crumlin, the ex-council estate, houses are going for over 2,500 a month for a two-bedroom house. Mad. Ex-council houses. So the issue is, that, that should be kept for the public mm. good. Anything built with public money should be kept for the public good. Like, and that's the way I, I view things. Okay, okay, well, listen, Peter, I've run out of time, but I'll talk to you more again in detail about this as we get closer to the time. Listen, Peter Dooley at the Dublin Renters Union. Thanks very much, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.